1: Thank you.
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Week 17 Gilcast. I'm Davis somatic I'm joined by Sammy Reed and Nate Noling. You are either listening to this on the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast feed or the Roto-Grinders Daily Fantasy Football feed. Um, we are here. It is New Year's Day. Sammy is recording this from what looks like a dungeon. Uh, it's, a, it's a more reasonable time for Nathan and I here in, uh, in, in the central time zone. We did not do a show for you last week because, believe it or not, morning after christmas or no it was literally christmas day literally yeah. Christmas, yeah, day. christmas day yeah the the excuse to your wife of i have to go re- record my virgin fantasy football podcast on, on christmas morning. it doesn't it doesn't work so good it's not yeah it's the not wife so would not
3: be okay with that one
2: well i played some dog shit last week and i played some dog shit this week so i guys you know the 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 fugue state that you're in between christmas day and new year's day yeah, that's like best. that. Like, it's somehow transitioned to my lineups. Like it was like my brain was inoperable, which uh, which we are going to get to. And we're going to get to the lineups, but this is the preview I will give for you. If you're like, I don't know if I want to listen, kind of low energy. These guys are hungover whatever. So hungover, Nate, by the way, Nate Nate told us in our group chat. That he is going to take an L today, and the L that he's (laughs) going to take is the most deserved of any of almost anything Nate has ever done. So uh, there, there's your preview. These are the scores: Whirling Dervish, one thirty-five point six six. Nate N, one twenty-eight point six eight. I, of course. This is the worst swap I've ever made. This was the dumbest swap I've ever made. If I wouldn't have swapped, I would have just cash. I didn't do a good job at looking what people played. I scored 101.46 <laughs> points. But do you guys want to know? Do you guys want to know the ultimate kicker? The ultimate kicker is that two guys who sent me a 109 this week played worse than me. So I didn't, I didn't even lose 100% because I shipped two 109s. So uh, whoever played worse than me, shout out to you. Uh, it was a a pretty weird slate because there were two radically different roster constructions available to you based on if you were going to play Tyrod Taylor at quarterback or Jalen Hurts at quarterback, and it's it's very rare that the options are so polarized like that.
3: Yeah, I mean, I yeah, because it you it totally changed your lineup, and I would say going into Sunday, I was pretty confident with Brissette. Um, but with Brissett being ruled out, I. I didn't feel as good about the Tyrod team. Um, and so I think it was probably I don't think it was before 10 a.m. that I ever looked at a Hertz team. Like so, so you, all so week you, I was on different different construction.
1: Wait, so you thought there was an appreciable difference between Brissette and Tyrod Taylor?
3: Yeah, that's strike yeah,
2: that strikes very me very absolutely
3: insane. Very significantly. The Washington the Washington offense from an overall efficiency standpoint, when you look at what Sam Howell's done versus the giants and the way that they like game flow game script. I mean, there's, there's games where the giants like want to throw the ball less than 25 times, like Tyrod in this spot. I could have, they totally were never going to be able
2: him. to do that against the Rams.
3: Well, I mean, the Rams are not the same, like, Pace up spot that you that, that they were earlier in the season. So, no, day. but they're just
2: good. They were five and a half point road favorites. That's the market telling you that they're like way better than the Giants. That's like so the market saying they're like eight points better than the Giants.
3: Yeah. I had Tyrod projecting very differently than, um, than Brissett. Hmm. I mean,
2: I will, okay. I, I don't do projections anymore, which, Thank God. I, I really,
1: I, I really miss the projections bit from Davis. Like, wow, well, I've been working on this all week, and you know, I
2: have resets. Well, what's two. what's More than... what's crazy is I'm just imagining, you know, our friends that established the run, Cardi. You know, it's New Year's Eve. They're like, they're like trying to balance all their shit. They got to live lives, and like, they're just sweating out. Like, I don't know, should I make the Giants three percent run heavier? Like Tyrod's projecting like outrage. Like, I just, you know, <laughs> shout out, shout out to the boys who. uh, you know, just do all of the hard work that allow us to, uh, to continue to do these activities. So I thought there were two quarterbacks in play, Tyrod and Hertz, I guess you maybe could have gotten away with Stidham. That was something that I heard people like starting to get on, like right before lock, like maybe like 30 minutes before lock, people were like, Oh, you know, what about, what about Stidham? uh actually Nate I think you made the point I don't remember who it was but someone was like that game is a 37 total like what like what are we doing here what are are we doing with Stidham so I was like that's probably dumb The you know he's better he's better
1: than Russell Wilson so how could you not
2: what's crazy is that I think ultimately there were really only two lock plays of the whole slate and it was McCaffrey and Zamir White. And I think literally every other spot in your lineup, I would have heard an argument for like multiple players. Now, what I ended up doing was literally the dumbest possible thing, which was playing a Patriots wide receiver and fucking $4,600 Rashid Shahid. I mean, honestly, take my cash game grinder card away. Like, literally take it away. What, what, did I just have like a momentary psychosis? Like, what, what was that? That was so dumb.
1: Here's it. First of all, I'm not going to disagree with you. That was egregiously dumb. Uh, But second of all, I think week 17 is tough, man. Week 17 is really tough. You know, you're talking about this like hangover between Christmas and New Year's. And I think that's true. But it's also like, I don't know, week 17, you have all these sweats everywhere, right? So true.
2: Yeah. I'm not thinking that much about DFS.
1: Yeah. Like I I definitely played like less volume in DFS than I usually do. I was sweating out the seasonal stuff. Me and you were in the pentathlon. I'm sweating that out. It's like, you know, I got got plans for New Year's and all this stuff. And it's just like, yo, I got I don't know. It's it. It takes up less of my mental energy, I think. Um, And like when I'm rooting for stuff throughout the day, I'm not even like thinking about DFS, really. Yeah. Well, and I,
3: th- and I think week seventeen is the beginning of where that like information edge comes in. It's similar to like obviously we're going to get it in full full force next week at week eighteen, but week seventeen you're so far removed from just like raw projection to to more being able to like identify spots and and places that you want and don't want exposure to. Like this Broncos game, I mean, the Stidham Wilson thing. I mean, we're so far removed from projections, you couldn't have had any mathematical basis behind the student right. play, but but there is are an information you, edge there.
1: Are you trying to say it's maybe a little bit more of an art?
3: One one could say. One could say it's a little more
2: of an art. Yeah well, and I Davis to hear that from and you. Davis.
3: I mean I really I, here's Davis. the thing.
2: I really failed myself because I didn't play maybe my favorite player in the NFL and Wondell Robinson. And I played Rashid Shahid instead, which is just like, it's portraying a core principle to my being. Um, this is the team. This is the team that I played. I played uh, Tyrod Taylor. Uh, let me pull it up. I played Tyrod Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Zamir White. These were the guys who were locked. Rashid Shahid Demario Douglas. Iron Williams and the and I didn't have a defense. So what I ended up doing was I swapped, Rashi Rice, Gerald Everett, and the which one was it? The Broncos or the Chargers defense that everyone played? The Broncos. Because so I, I had the I had the Broncos defense, and then I thought I was further behind than I was. I guess I I really should have looked closer at this because I had two people who who played the same team as me, and they said they just kept it and they shipped. So pretty bad. <laughs> but I swapped Rashi Rice, Gerald Everett, and the Broncos defense to Richie James, Travis Kelsey in the Steelers defense. I mean, whatever. It was a dumbass swap. The, yeah, the it's, James... it's tough
1: to it's tough to swap and take that big of a like equity hit at tight end, you know, moving down from Everett to Kelsey. And then just Everett not...
2: outscores Kelsey. Well, yeah. that's the thing. When you
3: give up that much points of projection at tight end, I mean – you know, you're gonna hey,
2: lose. yeah. When you go, when you go yeah. from like a young, when you go from like a young man who can like move his body in any direction, like he just is. You know, Gerald Everett is capable of of moving forward and backward and side to side. And um, right now it appears that Travis Kelsey can't do any of those things. Just like, just like absolutely none of them. And then the 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 other swap I looked at was um Jamar Chase and Lucas Croll who is the receiving tight end. I don't even know what, I think Coral got had like two for 13 or whatever. So he beat Kelsey. Um, and, but Chase wouldn't have got there anyway. So whatever, either of the swaps I considered would not have gotten there. Um, let's see. Whirling Dervish played Sammy. I think you played the correct team. You played Tyrod Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Zemir White, Tyreek Hill, Demario Douglas, Wandale Robinson, Gerald Everett, Devin A-Chain and the Broncos defense. Nate, You played, you got there, but fucking you are an idiot. You are. Story, story
1: of the 2023 season.
2: Yeah, you ended it. You ended it uh, in the way. You played Jalen Hurts, Christian McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott, Rashi Rice, Demario Douglas, and then you you son of a bitch, dude. You played Darius Slayton in a non-tyrod lineup. The guy plays Darius Slayton in a non-tyrod lineup, gets there, Gerald Everett, Zamir White, and the Broncos. Wait a goddamn hey,
1: minute. So I, I just want to <sighs> tell you guys, like I was I, I didn't see either of your lineups. I didn't see until, this. I
2: didn't see this until this morning.
1: In I haven't seen it until right now. Nate, what the fuck?
3: Okay, first of all. Nate. Why would I need to play Darius Slayton in a tie ride lineup? The reason you play Darius Slayton is because you're paying up at hurt, like for Hertz. If I would have played tie I wouldn't have needed Darius Slayton.
2: Darius Slayton yeah, but is Wandale, a $200. Wandale was, Wandale was the Giants wide receiver to play.
3: Yes, if I had $4,000, but at $3,400, it was between him and Cedric Wilson. Like that was all I had for my construction. So it, it the $200 was was actually like, I was, Sammy, I was trying pissed, to get up for you.
2: To to see Cedric Wilson score after we played him that week. And he literally oh. was the least uninvolved person in the history of professional football.
1: It hurts so badly. It hurts yeah. extraordinarily badly. I, you hate, you hate to see it, frankly, like the,
3: the mistake I made has nothing to do with playing Darius Slayton. Darius Slayton was a 3.4 wide receiver. I mean, everybody had to find point wide receivers in the slate. It just happened that Slayton got the deep target again, like he did on Monday night, which I mean, Darius Slayton made my Christmas as well. So, uh, thankful for him over the last two weeks uh because he brought me cash on monday too but um the 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 mistake i made was not playing freaking devon a-chain like i legit played ezekiel elliott over devon a-chain and i felt good about that edge it wasn't like a a blind spot i was like confident going into lock i was like man elliott's gonna get the workload uh this a-chain thing he's still banged up jeff wilson's gonna have two touchdowns and tilt everybody. And I'm going to be riding off into the sun with Ezekiel Elliott and his eight targets. If if I can give you a compliment
2: before I dunk on you, I would say these sorts of situations are generally your strength where you are able to see the guy that everyone loves. And it's just based on crazy efficiency or like, I don't know, he's fast or he's funny on social media, whatever it is, the guy that everyone loves you are, you are generally able to kind of parse it out. But you trying to explain to me yesterday that Jeff Wilson Jr. was going to be the workhorse running back for the Miami Dolphins was some of the dumbest logic I have ever heard from you. Because, And I even, Nate, this is literally how much I tried to help you. I went into the play-by-play data from that game last week, looked where Raheem Mostert got hurt, and then counted the snaps between the two guys for the rest of the game. He grinded the film for Nate. (laughs) (laughs) Moser Moser went out and A-Chain was ahead of Wilson like two to one from that point on. So like the – and we've seen this happen with running backs before, right? So it's not that I didn't understand what you were going for, which is the starter gets injured and then the the hastened space back stays in his role. And then the guy who barely ever plays comes in and takes like the starter role or whatever, right? This is like classic – I don't know, Jonathan Taylor with the Colts back in the day, like when they would have Naheem Hines and Hines would stay in the role and then, you know, whatever, you know, whatever shit water would come in and run on first and second downs. But the confounding factor of this being like an absolute must-win game for the Dolphins where this was like the biggest game they played all year and Waddle is out. I, they they didn't have the luxury to use Jeff Wilson as a plotter for the whole game. Like this, w- this game was crying out for Devin A chain, like, ad, like, yeah. and that's and that's him.
3: what I missed, and that's what I missed. Like, I, I do think, like, I think part of it is a skill set that comes from NBA. When you understand like player archetypes, a lot of people just plug and play like backups and don't understand like how player usage actually works. And so, I think, like, that is actually a skill set. I, I think I have is understanding player archetypes and realizing that like certain guys are not going to be used differently just because they're the guy in front of them is out. Like, what. Mostert and Achan basically play different positions and the way that Miami has used uh A-Chain has been like artificially limited all season. I didn't think that Mostert was the reason a wasn't getting more usage. It was, it was simply yes. how the Dolphins wanted to use him. And so I didn't think that the Mostert news drastically affected a I, I thought it affected him enough that I took a lot of his stale props overnight, you know, when the news came out. And so that was obviously financially helpful, but uh yeah i i I didn't think like from a workload standpoint that it drastically affected it and i thought zeke who had 25 targets over the past three games and was like the clear number one and just was going to get all the dump downs i thought zeke was like from a projectable volume standpoint just a much better play even though uh HN's efficiency is off the charts it's not a skill-based decision it was solely a i miss i misread the I misread the workload need that they were going to have. They didn't have the opportunity to play the way they had all year. And so that's, yeah, I, I just had a total miss and I should have played HN a thousand percent. Luckily I didn't because my HN lineup that I had sitting ready to swap into like at 1158 had like DeAndre Hopkins and Shahid and I would have lost, but. um
1: So, so, you, so you, so you're not really taking a full L because. Oh, no, in- I'm
3: taking the L. I should have played HN. I should have played HN. So, was- so I guess.
1: I'll say this. I didn't I didn't have Davis Matic grinding film that ended up making me money on my 2023 bingo card. And that's what happened because I actually had some similar concerns as Nate. I didn't know the exact snap counts from last week. And so watching the game, I thought I, I thought I kind of saw a lot of Jeff Wilson Jr. after most of Because
2: it's because it's so jarring when you're watching a Dolphins game to not see Achan get the ball. It's it that it's it's totally what it is, where it's like it's like it's the same thing as like when Rico Dowdle gets a touch when you're needing Tony Pollard. You're like, yeah. Oh my god, this Dowdle guy, he's everywhere. Will they never take Dowdle off the field? Totally. And then you go back and you look at it and you're like, actually A played sixty-five percent of the snaps or whatever. Yeah,
1: but but the other thing is like the jeff wilson jr is the one person on miami who's not fast so when he gets the ball you're like oh yeah this is weird um so i was actually had some doubts about a
3: fast wilson is very fast still and he also has the history with mcdaniel that goes way back so like there there was sure like eight eight i i I obviously i love agent don't get me wrong i think his his talent is unbelievable so excited he's in the league but like the jeff wilson thing I don't know. Like I do think that there was games that I could have seen this playing out where where Jeff Wilson got significant workload. And honestly, Jeff Wilson would have scored touchdowns. Jeff Wilson is Yeah, not maybe
2: dust. if they would have stayed competitive, Wilson could have gotten twelve touches to A chain twenty one or whatever.
1: I don't yeah, I don't know I mean, that he's I don't know that he's Mostert and A Chan fast. Yeah, but... he's
2: not he's not the same degree. I mean, A Chan and Mostert both in college were track athletes like they both yeah. actually like like competitively ran. I Mostert's story is actually crazy if you go back. And he never ran he didn't even run for a 1000 yards combined in college, <laughs> Moort which is um which Dude, is pretty got, wild. He's got he's got
1: 21 touchdowns this season. Yeah. Like players don't score 20 touchdowns on a regular basis. Like the list in the last like 15 20 years is pretty it's small. It's
2: more that it's it's he's got more than McCaffrey, right?
1: Um I don't think oh maybe
2: i think he i think he well,
1: i think they might both have 21 something like that it regardless it's it's insane you know yeah. i mean you just this doesn't happen often so hats yeah, off McCaffrey to and Moster. Moster
2: both have they both have 21 um okay let's see what other does it well the wide receiver was pretty interesting just because there were like if you look at the dispersed ownerships like Demario douglas was 59 percent but outside of that, there were like Sheed was thirty five percent, Rashi Rice was twenty percent, um, Alave was twenty percent, um, Slayton was actually to Nate's credit like not unowned. It wasn't like completely off the wall. He was he was thirteen percent. I I think Sammy, you got close to the right distribution. I think ultimately the the and I mean obviously the results would bear this out, but I I think. Pre-lock, what felt better to me was not getting up to Tyreek, but it was the combination of guys you played, Tyreek, Douglas, and Wandale. I think the pre-lock with all the information available, the right combo was Rice, Rashi Rice, Zay Flowers, and Wandale was it yeah. Was, I, yes. I
1: wanted I wanted it, and then we got this. Goddamn the, report. The
2: nebulous report about Zay Flowers maybe being on a pitch count. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Is there an instance of anybody getting reported to be on a pitch count where the and guy then doesn't you? Yeah. The the guy doesn't Never. immediately play every snap and go for a hundred and a touchdown. It it's like a hundred percent hit rate, and I should have known that. Um, because I had flowers in my original lineup, but like in the end, I thought this slate was really defined by you were talking about there there weren't that many locks. I think the other thing is like there wasn't a lot of value, right? I guess
2: that was the big thing is every wide receiver felt kind of like a dart throw because there wasn't a jam.
1: Yeah. And those things are kind of closely related, but I think in the end, this is why I decided that I wanted to have Tyreek and CMC in the same lineup. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, you're, you're, you're dart throwing everywhere else. Why not kind of make a, make a, stars and scrubs lineup then where you have two of the most bankable fantasy assets in CMC and Tyreek Hill, And then, you know, use you because you're not like getting value at 5,600 receiver, 5,000 receiver or whatever, like just get the shitty value at $4,000 receiver and push it all into guys who can break the slate. That's kind of the way I thought about it. And this is why, you know, I didn't, I didn't actually disagree with Nate playing Jalen hurts, you know, like I, I,
2: well, I, don't, I normally I don't would dis- not would I don't not disagree. sign up on that. So I don't disagree with it. I think the Hurts team was fine. I mean, obviously Nate got like Giga bailed out by Darius Slayton scoring a seventy-seven yard touchdown, which is like whatever. I mean, that's why you play Darius Slayton. So I'm not even saying like I think Slayton was fine. Um, I I really I really don't think there's anything bad or indefendable about that in any way. I think the reason why I was not comfortable with Hertz was that you were not able to play Kyron Williams, who I viewed as like a legit priority. And, yeah. and ultimately, I mean, I might be, I might be the idiot for thinking that there was a huge separation between Kyron and Achan. like, no, uh, like w- no. What's, what's, what's funny is that you guys, bo- or you played Achan after I went in and looked at that play by play stuff. And then I didn't end up playing. A Chan, yeah. um, I, I was, I was surprised. A Chan starts going off
1: immediately, He goes for like eighty yards in the first two drives, and I'm like cheering in our group chat. And then you're like, I didn't play him. I was like, wait, because yeah,
2: I, I thought, I thought Kyron was the second priority at running back, which is, I, like, I don't think is like bad, but it's sort of like, it's kind of like reptile brain where I'm kind of still kind of treating Kyron Williams like he's a seventy one hundred dollar player, but he was 8, eighty three you know. Yeah.
3: Kyron, I yeah. thought was. I thought Kyron was a really good play. The reason I didn't play Kyron and I, cause I did have Kyron as the third running back, uh, like from a pure, it was like CMC, Zamir White, Kyron Williams, who are the top three salary adjusted running back plays for me. But the reason I didn't get to Kyron was actually because I, I thought that Rasheed Rice was the best wide receiver play by a mile. Like yeah, well that's, that's Rice, who that's who I had. Rasheed so Rice to me was like worth building my lineup around. I thought that wide receiver overall was a really weak position. Obviously Tyreek's great at ninety three, but like the rest of your lineup was dog shit if you played Tyreek. And I thought the rashi Nico Olave. I thought rashi was clearly the best of those three mid tier guys. And so I yeah, I was just not gonna roll into Sunday without rashi Rice. And especially after that news came out. What was it in the morning of like, hey, we're gonna play less packages. I'm like, finally, they're yeah, gonna play And real by football. the way, NBA. I did
2: I wanted to I wanted to touch on that report. Literally could not have been more of a lie. The first drive that the Kansas City Chiefs scored on six wide receivers played. It was the same starting group that had been out there all year long. Marquez Valdez Scantling um and Hardman both were were er, Marquez Valdez Scantling started. Noah Gray and Travis Kelsey were out there. Uh Hardman subbed in before uh hardman subbed in before richie james justin ross subbed in before richie james but then you know what happened you know what happened they were sucking ass they were behind at halftime and richie james started playing so like which by you obviously see in my swap that i sort of believe that report it was dumb it was dumb of me to believe that report i mean the swap was whatever we can talk more about that but yeah the report was
3: nonsense the report was just wrong
2: Yeah, it was just it was, but the the rice play. I agree with you. He was, I think, first. Nico had a good game, but he was definitely first of the uh, Alave Nico Rice tier that everyone played. Now, I'm
1: I'm I'm glad it happened because I would have played Nico. Like I was, I was on team Nico. I mean, Nico
2: had it. Let's see how many he had seven for
1: eighty. Yeah, he, had, he had
2: he had 15 points, and so we only lost to Rice by five. What's he would have add
1: more, but Tennessee couldn't hang. You know? Rice had
2: a
3: very efficient game. If if Mahomes plays his normal game and this, and they have normal amount of passing attempts,
2: but Rice he did smashes. play his normal game. He had <laughs> yeah,
1: Nate. You got You got to adjust, man. <laughs> Like this is, this is our new reality.
2: It's week 17, man. Like he's, it's not going to transform overnight. Like they are a struggling passing offense. Now guys, I have not seen this distribution of ownership at wide receiver and cash games in a long time. These are the ownerships of the top six guys in cash in the $50 double up. Demario Douglas was the most popular at 60%. Shahid was 35. Tyreek was 23, which means a lot of people played Something close to what Sammy did. Mm. Rashi was 21%. Alave was 20%. Nico was 17, which means a lot of people were deciding between those three guys. Then Zay Flowers. So a lot of people did the 7K wide receiver, Zay Flowers, Wandale, Slayton, whoever. DeAndre Hopkins was 13%. Cardi played our team. Uh Cardi played a similar distribution, to our team, but he did Hitman, Hopkins, Douglas as his three wide receivers. And that team was pretty duped. Hmm. Slayton was 12%. Brandon Johnson of the Denver Broncos was 11%, which means Is that true? people either played him in that Slayton spot or they did what I did and they had to swap off of Rashi yeah, Rice. I, I, I,
3: I almost swapped into a Brandon Johnson team. I almost swapped to Brandon Johnson and Kelsey. What was Kelsey's ownership?
2: Uh, Like negative, yeah, 3%. Yeah, pe- oh. The, the well, people then see mind. the writing
1: on the wall, Nate.
3: Well, no, because Kelsey Johnson was the swap off of... Rashid Everett. So, like,
2: yeah. if you went the down,
1: people are people are still not swapping.
2: But if they're, you went, they're really the not, you it, now that Johnson I'm looking at it, no chance, no chance. Anyone swapped? It was, it was just that they knew all these wide receivers were out for Denver, and they played him where people played wandale or Slayton or yeah. or name your three K. Fucking Rashid Shahid. I'm, just, Dude, an I'm honestly, just an idiot. Honestly, Rashid
3: Shahid is the reason I made money.
2: So many people played Rashid
3: Shahid and his yeah. four expected points. I mean, he. I'm very glad I did not play a Shahid
2: team that. It was just, it was just bad play by me, honestly. Just like not, not thinking like you, you know, that's more of a, cause Shahid was in all the optimals. So, you know, it's, if that's such a a defense mechanism to be like, Oh, he was in the optimals. Like how bad could it be? But like, that's, that's literally the art is to be able to be like, no, this is, which by the way, two weeks ago, Shaheed was in all the optimals, and I said, This guy's the worst play of the slate. I'm yeah, not, this I'm this not, guy's not I'm a not cash game play
1: because his median is just gonna be like so far away from like what ends up happening, good or bad.
2: Yeah. It was it was just it's just bad by me. And and to not play Wandale like my guy, like my my literal short king, and he scores a fucking rushing touchdown. Mm. Uh yeah.
1: Just so so I, good. I, you know, you know who nobody played who I mean, we can talk about it because I played him in <laughs> tournaments, but Greg Dorch. Greg Dorch, yeah. Greg Dorch is just goaded at all times. And uh, I should have had the stones to play him.
2: Yeah. So ultimately Sammy played the right team. Almost the, the, the team both in results and process wise that I think showed the greatest acumen would have been Tyrod McCaffrey, white Rashi rice, say flowers, Wandale, Everett, a chain and the Broncos defense. Um, Nate played fucking dusty-ass Ezekiel Elliott instead of Devin A-Chain <laughs> in the year of our Lord 2023, got bailed out by Darius Slayton. Just the ultimate, he can't keep getting away with it moment. Darius
3: Slayton isn't a bailout. Darius Slayton literally led the Giants in Whopper. He's Tyrod's, like, main deep Darius like, Slayton Save is, a line, it, Darius, save a line.
0: line. <laughs> Stop acting Darius like Sl-
3: this. Darius Slayton thing was like a one one play. Oh, he played one snap and caught a eighty yard touchdown. No, he's out there literally every snap, running the routes that you want. Say the line. Is-
2: Darius Slayton is Rashid Shaheed on the New York Giants with Tyrod Taylor as his quarterback
3: for a thousand dollars cheaper.
2: <laughs> I'm, look, I'm not saying that's not accurate. I'm just saying you did get bailed out. You got no, it. Gotta... He just
3: never led the saints in Whopper in a single week oh, where man. Slayton has done it multiple weeks in a row <laughs> with Tyra.
2: Oh guys, we couldn't let you start your 2024 without Nate saying <laughs> the line. Um, all right, let's do, let's do tournament teams. So the shit I played the Sims, I mean, the Sims every single week want 30 doubles or triples. I didn't I had no interest in playing McCaffrey in tournaments. I just at, at his salary and at the salary constraints this week without obvious puns, I just was like, he literally might have to get like forty-five to kill you in tournaments this well, week. Well see, which that's what the house.
3: Sims that's what the Sims told you all week is they like purdy teams without McCaffrey.
2: So that's what I did in um I I played five teams yesterday, which is more than I normally do, cause my thought process was I'm going to play Mahomes stacks and I'm going to play Purdy stacks. I'm going to do 49 er on every team. I'm going to do 1 Ram on every team. Um and then I did one team that was a Lamar team and uh I mean obviously like Lamar absolutely smashed, but I I wanted to do this team not because uh not because it was like a good score or whatever, but to actually show you why those sorts of rules are Helpful in the aggregate probably, but can really degrade your lineup um, at like a at like a sim level. So this was a team that was in the uh, the three point stance, thirty three dollar five backs, uh, Lamar, Zach Charbonnet, Devin a Puka Nakua, Zay Flowers, Waddell, George Kittle, Zamir White, and the Panthers defense. So I played Charbonnet, and the reason why I did was one. I like this lineup. Obviously, needed some salary relief. That's the thing that sticks out like a sore thumb. The reports around Kenneth Walker all week were either he's not going to play, or he's like going to get re-injured. And he he did literally get re-injured in this game. He had to go to the locker room in the second half. Uh, and Charminay's been the passing down back, anyways. Um, in fact, he he literally I think he only got like two rush attempts or whatever uh, in this game, but he caught five passes that that part is not really that interesting it's just like a off the wall like whatever and honestly uh i was not looking i was not looking at swaps i just was like this is these teams are all these teams are all dog shit because the rest of this team a chains uh got his his points or whatever i played buka on this team i used zay flowers instead of isaiah likely I used Wandale, but the reason why this team was dead was I played $5,600 George Kittle instead of Isaiah Likely on this team. Kittle did nothing, you know, whatever. But I, th- I think it's kind of fascinating that everyone sort of agreed this was a-, a potentially very high-scoring game. Everyone knows, like, Lamar's playing for MVP, yada, yada, Lamar was only seven to ten percent owned in contest yesterday. Which again is strange because his stacking options, Flowers and Likely, were free. You know, so like good. that th- yeah, that's very that is a, a bizarre thing. Where when when a quarterback ahead, with hey? Lamar's upside
3: is that low owned in tournaments, when his cash when in, in cash games, his wide receivers, like the second highest, like flowers projected to be like really owned in cash, even. So like I was shocked. I thought I thought Lamar's ownership was gonna be three times what it was.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's I, I, I was I was pretty surprised by it. I mean, obviously if I could go back and and know that uh that likely and uh Zay Flowers would have Giga Smashed, I would have just double stacked every Lamar team. And Nakua was really low owned, which I thought was strange i mean i i just thought that game environment was so good i guess what ended up happening was everyone just played 49ers like every 49er player was just so owned and yeah you know again they they probably should have been my my take going into the week was like the 49ers are going to be pissed off they want Purdy to be eligible for mvp like they're going to let him throw in the fourth quarter. the commanders just couldn't do anything in the second half like had the had the commanders put up just a smidge, just just an ounce of resistance. They probably could have like really gotten there, and the commanders just could not do anything. It was it was completely brutal. Yeah.
1: I mean, that was that was my take as well. Um, so what I played in the spy was a 49ers onslaught. Yep. I legit played Purdy, McCaffrey, Debo, and George Kittle.
2: Wait, say and that was, again?
1: It, Purdy... McCaffrey, Debo, and Kittle.
2: Here's the thing:
1: How did Let's that, go. McCaffrey's
2: at McCaffrey's salary? I I obviously this is literally that I think that exact combination of players has already won a million dollars this season. But on this slate with McCaffrey's salary, I, I I did not see any Sims with that combination. I saw a lot of I saw a lot of Purdy, Debo, Ayuk, Kittle. Yeah, Kittle and Debo, you know, so I'm. I'm so sure far.
1: I'm sure the Sims were not big on my team. But, you know, when you're they when you're probably, playing, they probably
2: like, were not big on my team either.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you're when you're playing, you know, higher dollar single entry tournaments, which I do. It's just like, let's, you know, let's just try to roll it up. I, I legit had a dream last night that the 49ers won like 45 to three. And I woke up and I'm like, this is happening. Let's go. Um so I just smashed it in. And then obviously I filled it in with a bunch of dog shit, which I'll now relate to you. Uh, Zamir White obviously is in this lineup. Demario Douglas is in this lineup. Uh, Greg Dortch is in this lineup because Dortch is goaded. I thought he was the key to unlocking it all. I'm just like, oh yeah, Dortch is Dortch is happening. Um, and then the final piece that needed to happen was a $3,700 receiver. I forewent Darius Slayton to play. Hyatt. No, Quentin Johnston.
2: Oh my God!
1: Yeah, yeah, the Sims are not pleased. <laughs> yeah, I well, wish you guys could see Davis's face. Right, that's, now. that's part of the reason why you
2: keep. <laughs> Davis looks like he $1, just $1,
1: smelled a pack. fart. Like, <laughs> man, I know, I know, I know.
2: Like, I, like honestly, to be constructive, like, not that I. I'm not having a good tournament year. Like I'm definitely down thousands of dollars in tournaments this year. Like, uh, so, so not that I, not that I can speak to you from a position of, uh of being like a fucking Oracle or whatever, but a thing the Sims have taught me is that the scattering dog shit guys with five point projections in with very high projected players
1: is not good,
2: is not good. Now, Obviously, that's going to be, like, context and slate-dependent. Like, you can actually, you can be like, actually, if you go back and look at Week 10, the highest projected team was actually pretty triples with a sort of dog shit. But by and large, what what I found that the Sims were telling me was, like, I was playing, actually, funnily enough, like, Quentin Johnson and Jackson Smith and Jigbet, like, 4,100 in order to fit these perfectly curated double stacks with double bringbacks or whatever. And those teams were giving me, like, Minus ninety seven percent ROI. Like For this sure. team can never win.
1: For sure, and... you know. You know, it's funny is I was actually convinced. I was very confident this team was going to win the Spy. I was extremely confident. <laughs>
2: I mean, look, I was... Buddy, we have all been there pre like,
1: like, <laughs> once I was done is... <laughs> and hit submit. I was like, oh yeah, like here we yeah. go, <laughs> Greg yeah. Dort. Like if the the thing is, and I and I shit you not, I know that the Sims hate the assorted dog shit but I knew that Greg Dortch was not dog shit. So I was like, right. Okay. Well, well, that's one less piece that I have to worry about. That's low. That's low priced and not good. You know, well, the, so,
2: the Sims actually probably would have not hated Dortch in itself. The, the play that the Sims would have hated. They like Michael been, Wilson. Should, yeah. But I mean, you split the difference. Like you kind of have to know. I mean, that's such a funny thing, but you kind of have to know what the Sims know and what they don't know. And like the Sims don't, are not able to tell the difference between Dorch and Michael Wilson, even though we know one, but what this, the Sims would have hated would have been playing giga chalk stack, right? So Purdy super chalk McCaffrey, super chalk, all the 49ers, super chalk with super chalk to Mario Douglas. They would have been like that. There's just no, there's just no point so, in that. So
3: like Devonte or someone else as leverage off of DeMario or someone like Slayton, just because having a chalk, low like low price guy like that if he goes off you're not separating from the field meaningfully at all
1: yeah so so what's interesting though is this stack isn't as chalky as you would think so purdy, I, Yeah, that's
3: what i wanted to get into because I, I i also went with the purdy team as well yeah and so ownership was not what i thought it was
1: not not at all like so in the spy anyways and this will be different in like multi-entry contests etc but Purdy 16 percent, cmc 38 and percent Obs. Debo sixteen percent, Kittle seven point seven percent.
3: So Kittle, if you Kittle put those four guys separated.
1: together, I'll bet, I'll bet it's actually really, really low. Um. Yeah. The combination of the four.
3: Yeah, yeah. I also played a Purdy team. Um. I felt pretty good about the Purdy non-CMC teams. Um. And I thought Kittle was like a great leverage spot on this slate. Um. Obviously, Kittle didn't get there, so it kind of sucked. But I went Purdy, Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, uh, and then uh, this was an Achan team, so I went Achan, uh, who I thought was going to be low owned for his potential upside. What, what Zemir, did he end up getting? Fourteen percent in the. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, Zamir White was way owned, uh, and then I had Michael Wilson as my kind of one-off uh, low price upside play. Sure. uh, Texans D. And then this was a double tight end team, which I had a lot of the Sims were spitting out a lot of Kittle Schultz. Well, teams. the,
2: the double tight ends are just going to always kind of be favorable and sim well on slates like this, where there's just not a, a, a ton of, not a ton of relief. value. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So I felt good about this team because I thought like my lower price guys, like Wilson actually had significant upside along with my stack. And then my one-off and Achan. I thought also like felt really good. So, Overall, this team did okay. I mean, uh, it was like a two, three X or whatever in, in tournaments, but I, yeah, with Kittle and Schultz not getting there, it, it didn't have the massive upside, but I really liked the construction of this team and would do it again, I think.
1: Yeah, I think I think it was pretty sharp doing just kind of the Purdy non-CMC stuff, like in retrospect. I was actually following the narrative that Shanahan knew that Purdy was dust and he was going to try to give McCaffrey the MVP. I was I, I was I was like, we're going back to that where he starts force feeding him. And then of course McCaffrey pulls his calf in, you know, the second quarter and uh, it's over. So
3: which my seasonal dynasty championship needed very
2: much. So appreciate yeah. that CMC.
1: Yeah. Congratulations, Nate.
2: I won a dynasty league that I've been in since COVID where I selected Clyde Edwards Hilaire over jonathan taylor joe burrow and cd lamb in the rookie draft mm. and uh it, it mm. honestly is one of my proudest accomplishments like i like I, I it's it's with you know it's all these guys uh you know uh, uh leone and dink and jj and Amico and all these guys sean siegel and i like literally yeah, so when
1: you take ceh they're all just chuckling to themselves like and literally everyone every,
2: everyone everyone is just like classic davis like taking the chief <laughs> like just like ah uh, so obvious <laughs> and like i like i fully tanked in this league traded away all my i i had mahomes in the startup draft traded him away like like just tore it down to the fucking studs and rebuilt it up and uh you know you know who got me across across the finish line
1: was it a short king
2: isaiah pacheco isaiah pacheco 33 nice. points took me from second place to first place last night and it is one of my favorite accomplishments in fantasy football i mean i i What's so sick, this is, I'll leave you guys with a little parable here uh, before we head into Cash Game Week next week. Easily had one of the most successful fantasy football years of my career. Ran at like 99th percentile in all home leagues. Uh, Top 30 finish in the main event. Really high finish in the silver bullet. Got like almost made my money back on best ball entering like nothing but lotto style tournaments where like 97% of the money is in first place. And I still absolutely hate myself because it's, you know, I didn't, I didn't get the shipper. Like I didn't have the screenshot and it's, 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 it's it's, like, had this happened to me five years ago, had I had this season, like winning multiple dynasty leagues, all this shit, I won the Roto world friends and family league, which I I don't think I've ever even made the playoffs in
1: the the pentathlon. We won the pentathlon. Yeah, we, Sam,
2: Sammy and I shipped this this uh five legged event thing that Derek Van Riper puts together. That is like our favorite thing to talk about every single week. And I still waking up on January first, twenty twenty four, absolutely hate myself because <laughs> I didn't have the shipper. It's it's <laughs> unreal, dude. Social media is literally so poison for the brain. It's crazy.
3: It has warped us. It has warped us.
2: Had you guys? The, how'd you, you can't you guys like, can't take joy seasons? in good things. Yeah. No. No joy. I feel no joy this morning. Yeah.
1: I, what what I, do, I, do they say Compar- comparison is the comparison ultimate is robber the, of joy
2: yeah comparison it, is the thief of joy
1: yeah
3: yeah this has been one of this has been by far my best cash year uh from a percentage standpoint uh my volume's a little lower than it's been in years past but yeah it's been a really fun year i mean i'm i'm hoping to close week 18 with another solid one but yeah it's been a really solid year I've been more into props this year as well, which has been a fun because I've always enjoyed projections and stuff. So being able to learn kind of the prop market and stuff has also been helpful. Um, But yeah, and then in in seasonal, I actually had a decent year too. I had some best ball teams that got to uh, not the finals, but semifinals and did okay. I got, got a bunch of like seconds and thirds in those pods, which sucks. But yeah, it was probably my most like successful year, even though I hate football more now than I ever have.
1: So. As you as you should. It's awful. I, I'll just say, you know, I I kind of like you, Davis. I ran hot in week seventeen. You know, like kind of yeah. all all over the place. Week seventeen is like I was a basket case yesterday. I mean, with all the sweats, with everything I wasn't going even on. Having
2: fun. I really was not even having fun. It not was, not it even was a little too, bit. No. Like week sixteen, sweating the best ball stuff. I, I had 10 teams alive on DraftKings at the start of week 16 and had 0 left at the end. Like I have not had fun really sweating this stuff the last 2 weeks.
1: Yeah, it's it, it's awful. Like I have some buddies who do fantasy that like literally they just kind of set it and then they go on with their lives and they come back like Sunday night and just like look at their phones and they're like what happened. And I used to think like how can you do this, you fucking simpleton. Um while I grind every little edge and watch the games and all the plays and do my swaps and now i realize they're much smarter than me because it's so much better for your mental health to do this than what it is that we do um yeah i like that that needs to be like kind of a, a resolution of mine to not like grind so hard all the anxiety i feel the stress i mean it's just like not actually not good like i didn't have a good time yesterday um, and I, and not, I ended up not running in any hot
2: way, not in any way. Did I have a good time? I no.
1: And and I ended up running hot. Like all the things that were up in the air for me, I won in the end and it was awesome. And yet all it did was cost me stress and sweat. And I, I'm, I, I just, man, I need to, I need to become a noob. I need to re- become a wreck. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, this, this no, deep 100%. wedding, not great, but, but good season overall in the
2: end. It was a good it was a good season overall I mean ultimately I uh yeah I I, I want to actually grind even harder next year like I want to get more entries in I wanna I want to get more money down um I want to max like as much as possible but I want to sweat less if that makes yeah. sense like exactly
1: like- exactly grind more sweat less like the sweat gives you basically nothing except these couple moments over the years where everything goes right for you. And they sink into your mind. It's like playing golf where you hit one yeah. fucking good shot and you're like, that's the feeling I'm trying to chase every time I go back out there. And it's so like few and far between. You're putting in so many hours and so much work for like just this little like crazy good dopamine hit. Um, it's pretty wild. But but yeah, I agree with you. Like in the end, I think we've all had like good cash game years in DK and
2: yeah, boys, it going to be a rude fucking awakening next year when when I we know. don't go on a run where we win 10 weeks in a row.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, the people gonna are going to love this fun. show next year. It's it's going to the top of the charts in 2024. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, the swing not, is
3: going to be brutal.
2: Yeah, not particularly looking forward to that. I am looking forward to week 18, cash game week. Peter Overzet will be joining the program. Uh, Pete is hard at work Monday, January 1st, 2024, working on his cash game shell. We are going to be getting after it. Uh, Peter's DraftKings name is Revert C Top. It is an anagram of his name. You can add Nate Noling as a friend on DraftKings social if you want to send him a game. Uh, Sammy's DraftKings name is Whirling Dervish. My DraftKings name is Davis Matic, M-A-T-T-E-K. And uh, we will be looking forward to joining the Cash Game Streets with you all next week. See you then. Good luck, everybody.